It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It's Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Alex White is here as well. Final show for 2023 here this year. We're uh, happy to be with you. Good morning. Good morning. We have an opportunity to finish the year strong here today with week 17. Uh, well, well, we'll finish the way in one way or another, Alex. Uh, right. we'll, we'll, see how, <laughs> we'll see how it plays out today in uh, a very unbalanced NFL schedule. Uh, after last night, where once again, the Zebras were the talk of the game last night. Uh, Dallas wins 20 to 19 game goes way under Cowboys survive uh, three two point conversion attempts from the lions. The first one uh, pretty clearly incorrectly ruled an illegal touching uh, by Brad Allen and his crew, just calling out the wrong number of who was supposed to be eligible. Taylor Decker reported Allen called out Dan Skipper number 70 for whatever reason. And, Wiped that one out. Detroit, for whatever reason, went for for two yeah. from the seven. Dallas got called for a penalty. Got it from the three. Uh, did not score from the three, and that's that. Dallas wins. Detroit cannot get the one seed now unless if some real weird stuff happens. I would take Philly losing as a big favorite twice and the Niners losing twice as big favorites the next two weeks. So Detroit's pretty much locked into that three now because if Philly loses once Dallas would hop them and would Dallas of course now is a head-to-head tiebreaker over the Detroit Lions uh, Lions and Cowboys both at 11 and 5 all right let's get into today for whatever reason we have 10 games at 10 a.m pacific time why the league scheduled it that way I don't know do not know and do not care to ask why they did that that way but let's start we'll go in a rotation number order and we start with the big game of the day, the number one seed in the AFC and the best record in the National Football League, the Baltimore Ravens hosting the Miami Dolphins, who finally beat a good team last week. And Alex, if the Miami Dolphins win out, the AFC playoffs would go through South Beach. Miami would get the one seed. They would take it from Baltimore, win it on the virtue of head-to-head record. If the Ravens win today, the race for the number one seed in the AFC is over. Baltimore would clinch it, and Baltimore could basically rest everyone for two weeks if they wanted to. Uh, they did remember in 2019, similar spot. They actually played Pittsburgh that final week of the year. It was uh, Duck Hodges and today starter Mason Rudolph for that Steeler team. Robert Griffin III won that game outright with the Baltimore backups to uh, go 14-2 and that year, eliminate Pittsburgh for good. We know the Ravens, of course, lost in the divisional round to Tennessee and Derrick Henry back in 2019. But for today, the Dolphins, with a win, also would win their first AFC title since Chad Pennington was the quarterback there in 2008, the last time the Dolphins won the East. Alex, it's three. It's been, it was three and a half for a good chunk of the week, back to three right now. Baltimore laying it, 46 and a half year total here. I think three is the right number. I haven't done anything here. I do lean to the Ravens with Waddle being out and Moster. I think that will affect their offense and even Tyreek Hill because Waddle does do a good job of taking some of the defenders off of Tyreek. Um, but yeah, I didn't play anything. I was also looking at the over first half, 23 and a half. But after yesterday with those two, the Lions and the Cowboys, you know, we had two red zone interceptions that definitely affected that total but so i'm gonna stay off of this one what a great game though i'm excited to watch this one 
Lean to the Ravens. I just think three's the right number. Dolphins could definitely cover this. I'm going to stay out of this game. Now, it's weird to say after Baltimore went to San Francisco and won convincingly. Now, the Niners did average almost seven yards of play in that game. Baltimore won the turnover battle. I get it. But I'm in the camp here still where I am not fully on board with this Raven team. Now I could be not fully on board and they're lifting the Lombardi in six weeks. But, hey, I've been stubborn in the past and I'll be stubborn again <laughs> down the line, Alex. But you're not going to have a plus five turnover differential. It's just not going to happen. And I just wonder where it was really self-inflicted wounds by the Niners last week. The last interception, whatever, Darnold was trying to make a play on fourth and goal from the 17-yard line. That one was whatever. That's not really a turnover. That was going back to Baltimore anyway. Purdy had, of the four picks last week, one of them was really bad. The one, the one on the first, the first interception was really bad. The other ones were deflected balls. Now, granted, I think the second one was on 100% his fault. You can't make that throw. And then Baltimore just got the batted ball to the right spot. But, again, these, these Ravens, who have led or been tied in the last two minutes of all 15 of their games, Miami presents an interesting challenge for them. Jalen Waddle won't play, though. He is hurt. He suffered that injury early in the game against Dallas last week, never returned. I'm not – this is a different test trying to, to cover Tyreek Hill. And this is a yes. different look, Tyreek Hill, because of the ankle injury he suffered three weeks ago. I'm I, I would have only bet this thing at three and a half on Miami. I'm going to stay out of it. We're going to wait in game, see if Baltimore gets out to the league, get a better better number with Miami. But I'm I wouldn't discount the Dolphins' chances in this game. Really wouldn't. Do you think this is the decision maker for the MVP? Okay, now that's a good question. So Lamar Jackson's the betting favorite, basically everywhere. The trend this year has been. Once you've been crowned the MVP for the year, you come out your next game and have been dreadful. That has just been what it's been. Because it Dak, when Dak was, hey, Dak's going to win the thing, it was awful the next week. Hey, Brock Purdy's going to win. What, minus 230, and now Purdy's 20 to 1 at some shops to win the MVP? Uh, I think that's a little bit of an overreaction, too. But, again, reactionary market, the uh, awards market, especially the MVP one. So... As someone who's holding a Lamar Jackson ticket, I hope you are incorrect with if this. If Baltimore wins today, Lamar has got it. He's going to win. And even if Lamar doesn't play well, if Baltimore finds a way to win, he's, he's good. The interesting one is if Miami wins, who gets who, – who does everyone gravitate toward? Right. Do they gravitate towards Tyree Kill, which would be the way I would gravitate, or – because the voters are very QB happy with this award, as we know, do they gravitate to Tua Tungavailo? Now, what this all sets up for, and I said this to Vinny earlier in the week, is that Lamar doesn't play well, Miami wins, Tua becomes the betting favorite to be the MVP, Buffalo goes over the top of them, beats them next week, wins the division, and Josh Allen steals the MVP. There we go. That's where this is all heading, at least, again, just to torture me even further. Uh, but that's where that's heading. And it's where it feels like it's heading, at least. Um, potentially. Again, I'm, I lean Miami in this game, but not strong enough, especially at the worst number to play it. Hey, speaking about the Bills, there's just one-way traffic on the Buffalo Bills. Yes. I just remember, no one circles the wagons. Up to 15 behind us on this one against New England. Now, 
remember, this is a convoluted one here where Buffalo, of course, part of the reason they are in this position is because of that 29-25 loss earlier in the year in Foxborough. And Buffalo last week, it was a retrospect, Alex. It was a horrible spot for them. It really was. Short week, cross-country travel. Chargers get on the extended rest, get the bump because they fired the coach. Bills were lucky to win the game, but they did. That's all you needed to do in that spot. Just don't lose. And now you return home against a team that already beat you that we know stinks. I will say this, though. Now that we're through the two touchdowns, it's pretty hard to look at that with the way New England has played the last few weeks where their offense has started to look like an NFL offense again. It's hard to pass that up. It's kind of one of those where it's like, all right, you know what? Buffalo, go out, beat me by 20 points. So be it. Dip my hat, move to the next bet, Alex. I'm going to be on New England. I'm just going to see if we get even further than the 15 behind us. That's funny because I wanted to get your opinion. You do um, talk me through uh, some things. So I teased the Bills down early in the week. I got okay. them minus six. They are locked up with the Eagles at minus four and a half. You got good numbers on both of those. Good numbers there. But now I'm very tempted to go back on the other side. Patriots plus 15 here. And you're right. Since Bailey Zappi has got the start, they're averaging 21.5 points per game in their last three games. He's averaged 225 yards and had six touchdown passes in those three games. So as you mentioned, they look like an NFL offense again. So looking here at grabbing the 15 with the Patriots and possibly the Cardinals, but we'll get to that game later. I also don't mind that. I know this is going to be backwards for the way both of these teams have played. I kind of like this game over as well. Uh, and New England's defense has obviously they had the stretch where they gave up 10 or less and lost all three. Uh, it's pretty clear now that that was all Mac Jones more than anything. But I, I don't mind this game over if you can get that. There are, there are some flat 40s still out there. I would have looked to get the best number possible and go ahead over. Uh, the weather in Buffalo today, because there are some weather games today, it is not bad at all today for the final day of the year. You take 35 degrees with no with, with no wind in Buffalo on the last of the year. So it's pretty good, all things considered, especially, of course, as we've seen in this rivalry, some wacky weather games, including that one two years ago where New England attempted three forward passes because of the wind on that Monday night against the Bills where to, the Patriots won. To your point with the over, too, I mean, the Bills have been coming out very strong in their last five games. They've put up at least 14. And even last week where they had a very slow start, in Los Angeles, they still managed to put two touchdowns on the board before the halftime. So, 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 so I mean, again, since the offensive coordinator change, yep. they're a good throw from Josh Allen in overtime in Philadelphia from being 5-0 and since they went from Ken Dorsey to Joe Brady. Again, I thought it was a scapegoating. It pretty clearly has not been a scapegoating because that offense has looked significantly, I don't want to say significantly better, but it's been more composed. It's yes. been better coordinated. Uh, since uh, Joe Brady has taken over that slot. All right, there is some snow in Chicago today. Bears and Falcons, not a lot. It shouldn't impact the game much. Bears are three behind us. It's two and a half in the rest of the market with Juice on the favorite in this game. All right, Alex. <laughs> are you doing it again with the Falcons? Are you going back to the well? <laughs> Just saying, it's okay. <laughs> I've got the Falcons in is. a contest, plus three. Yes, I did it again. But 
I like the under in this game, too. Oh, okay. Yes, because we know Chicago's defense. I mean, they've played much better as of late. They're 6-1-1 one, one to the under in their last eight games. The Falcons averaging just 13.6 points on the road. They are 10-5 and five to the under this year. In their last two road games, they lost 9-7 to seven to the Panthers, and then they beat the Jets 13-8. to eight. So I'm looking for them to keep it close. I do need them to cover that three as a contest pick, but... My best play in this game is under 39. Okay. I, that's interesting. I would, I did not, not expect you to go that way on the total. And now I'm, I like the Falcons for one. I'm not, I, I, uh, I'm going to wait okay. to see if we get a slow start from Atlanta and try to get a better number uh, out there. I do have a little three from earlier in the week, but I want to see if I can get a little more at a better number in game. You know, I don't think it's a coincidence. We talked about it. I don't think it's a coincidence that the Falcons won last week with Heineke playing and Agreed. not Ritter. We, we, we know this. Uh, and the one thing I will give Atlanta, other than that game against Tampa, since the bye week, because they lost to Arizona before the bye week, that defense play played really well. Yes. And, yes, you can look at the opponents and go, all right, it was Derek Carr, Tim Boyle, Bryce Young and Gardner Minshew in the four games, their defense looked really, really good. But well, you still got to go out and slow them down. This was a defense that was torched by Lil Levis earlier in the season and a defense that let Josh Dobbs with no practice time run all over him in that game against Minnesota. So, again, this Atlanta team, if you're if, when an, Atlanta inevitably misses the playoffs here, Alex, they're going to look back at this season and basically say, how did we not win 11 games? and not win the NFC South going away and maybe even getting up to the three seed. Because their losses, some of these losses they have on their ledger this year, they lost at home to Washington. Horrible loss. They lost to Will Levis making his first real-time action. Technically, Will has started that game. Bad loss. The Josh Dobbs game. Horrible loss. They lose to Kyler Murray in his first start back. Horrible loss. The way they lost to Tampa was really bad. Allowing Tampa to go the length of the field with one timeout the last 90 seconds to beat them. And then the Carolina game is the worst loss that anyone's taken in the NFL this season. And it's really interesting because the other two in their division, Tampa Bay, of course, leading that division, they're playing the Saints today. So if the Saints yep. can knock off Tampa Bay, that makes that division just as interesting as it's been. So it is an important game for the Falcons oh, here. Yeah. Yeah. If it's a three-way tie, that's one scenario I didn't play out yet where I'm going to have to play it out but a three-way tie where remember Atlanta Atlanta if New Orleans win, so here's the ridiculous if New Orleans wins today okay this you're gonna like this one if New Orleans wins today and Atlanta wins Atlanta technically would hold the division lead going to the final week but they would not control their own destiny Okay. Because if Tampa won, wins week 18 against Carolina, a heads-up tie with Atlanta would go to Tampa after the week 18 game. So there you go. And then they would need the Rams and the Seahawks. Uh, they can't. Based off outright. of what I did earlier, I don't think Atlanta can win a tiebreaker okay. against any of those teams in 9-8. and eight. Uh, They would have to. They, they basically, they would need Tampa. To, their easiest path is they went out and Tampa loses. Right. Out. That's that's their easiest path to get there uh, as a division champion, uh, which would be very interesting if uh, that that happened. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's keep it rolling here. 
Uh, Tennessee and Houston is next. Uh, as our guy Sean said back there, they're betting the, the Texans. Market low behind us on Houston at four and a half. There's even some five and a half in the market now on the Texans against Tennessee. C.J. Stroud is back. That's the real reason for this move. Alex, yeah. I think this is too aggressive. Now, I'm not saying Houston's going to go out and not win this game by touchdown, but we're getting to the point now where we're really, these. and I know Houston won with Keenum two weeks ago in Nashville, but C.J. Stroud's missed two weeks. The last time we saw C.J. Stroud without Tank Dell, it was really, really ugly. I understand that, that Nico Collins got hurt early in that loss to the Jets for them, but it looked really bad for that Houston offense. And more importantly, and I've been saying this for about a month now, Houston's defense is awful. And they've shown it over the last month that their defense is terrible. I'm not sure. I, I, this total is also too low at 44 for me. So kind of like this game over. And if we get to six somehow on Tennessee, it's an auto, automatic bet for me on the Titans. I don't think we get there. So I'm on the other side of that one. I do. I think 44 is a little high for this okay. one, mostly because of Tennessee. I mean, they've gone over a total of 44 only twice this year, week two against the Chargers. And we know their offense, especially early in the season when they had Justin Herbert. And then just three weeks ago in the comeback win over Miami, which took a lot to get there. They're 10 and five to the under this year. I liked it a lot better when Will Levis wasn't in it, though, because Ryan Tannehill, you know, more protects the ball more, just he didn't have a great start last week, but Will Levis makes me nervous, takes a lot of shots, and does speed up that offense a little bit. But still, you mentioned about C.J. Stroud. I do expect him to come out a little rusty and not having Tank Dell. So, yeah, I, I did play this under 44. Under 44 for Alex on that one. Let's go to Indian and Vegas. So, two years ago, remember, this was a similar matchup with a somewhat similar scenario where. The Colts were a big favorite in that game. Yes, the Colts. I, yes, I know the teams are totally different, especially Indianapolis. But the Raiders went on the road, pulled the upset, and flipped around and beat the Chargers week 18 to sneak into the playoffs. Uh, Indy ended up being left out in the cold because, as we remember, week 18, they had the epic disaster against Jacksonville as 16-point favorites on the road. Probably my favorite money line win of all time because I was all over Jacksonville. Uh, figured Carson Wentz would choke, and he did. Uh, but now this go around, it's uh, not not Carson Wentz and De and Derek Carr. It's uh, Gardner Minshew and Aiden O'Connell in this one. Uh, Mar it's three and a half. We did touch four for a little bit overnight. Back to the three and a half now, which I think is right. Personally, I don't think it should have ever gotten through the three and a half. Totals forty two and a half. Alex, I don't know what to do with this game. I. I think we finally saw once and for all last week where I think everyone started to realize Minshew is what he is. He's a capable backup, but when he doesn't have it, he looks really awful. And he did not have it last week and looked dreadful against Atlanta. And the Raiders, I mean, I, the question for them is how real is this defensive resurgence under Antonio Pierce? Where last week, they didn't complete a pass after the first quarter and one outright an arrowhead out. Absolutely insane, that stat right there. But I do believe in this defense and under Antonio Pierce. They've been the difference maker. They have allowed just five offensive touchdowns the last four games. So points are a premium. I took the three and a half with the Raiders here in this one. I think they can keep it close against the Colts. Anything on the total? No, nothing for me. I think I think that 
I made it 43, so I think that's just right, right there. I, I mean, we, again, I, I, I really do think, I, I really want to bet the Raiders here, but I understand it's a bad situational spot against them. Short week, coming off of, of a game that moves their, mar- their market value way up. That's what scares because, me too. It's so, like a Super Bowl win so, for them. So it's the a, it's a little bit tough to go on that team after what happened on Monday. I just think Indy again played over, and I made this point with Chris on Friday. Same thing with Houston. I didn't make it earlier. I'll make it now. Where you have two teams in the AFC South that had six and a half win totals and have pretty average to mediocre rosters that are both eight and seven and squarely in this in Indy and Houston. Indy right now, the playoffs started today would be the seventh seed. And they play each other next week, of course, naturally to end the season. I just wonder when you have a t- when you have teams that have over exceeded their expectations so much, and we've seen the cracks with both of those teams the last few weeks. Do you have anything left in the gas tank when it's already at when, when we're basically on it? Do they have a chance to fill up? I'm not sure either team does. I agree with you. So again, I'm not buying this full Raider resurgence. I'm not. I, I, if Antonio Pierce gets the job, you don't want good for him. He deserves it. I don't know how that works out long term. I don't think it does. But again, it, these AFCs have to, and this is the whole, honestly, the whole AFC playoff picture where I don't think there's a single good team in the bunch that's at eight and seven or worse right now that's technically still in the mix right now in the AFC. Hey, speaking of the AFC South, Carolina, Jacksonville, no Trevor Lawrence, first career game that he's not starting because of the shoulder injury suffered last week in Tampa. So CJ Beathard, you're up in a game that Jacksonville has to have. This is obviously Alex, if they miss the playoffs, this is just an epic melt job by the Jags where they just a month ago were 10 point favorite at home against Cincinnati. They've lost four in a row. I understand the three of those losses are the teams that are probably going to be in the playoffs, definitely two in Cleveland and, and Baltimore. But you can't have this type of melt the way that it has happened. And now you get Carolina, who, again, Panthers are the worst team in football. They're coming off uh, their best offensive performance of the year by a wide margin last week, even in, a, in defeat against Green Bay. Uh, it's three and a half. I, I, I'm not taking anything here, but it is kind of at the point where it's like, all right, well, Normal circumstance, probably three and a half, four from Lawrence to Beathard. That's what the market has done. Done is that still good enough to possibly lay a shorter price on the Jets? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a little overreaction. I grabbed the seven early in the week, and it's one of the rare times that because the numbers came out before I'd finished upgrading my power ratings and had my numbers. But I saw that seven with the Panthers, and I took it right away, not knowing what the status was with Lawrence. So. I mean, yeah, Bryce Young, I'm I'm happy for him. 22 of 36 with 312 yards and two touchdowns last week against the Packers. So hoping the Panthers can keep it going. They also aren't in this tank conversation, right? They don't get the first pick no matter I, what. So I, They're just losing because they're bad. <laughs> exactly. So they're, they're going to put it all out there today. The Jags, I'm really worried about them. You talked about it. I mean, this will be the worst if they don't make the playoffs here. And they're giving up the fourth most passing yards in the league at 257 a game. So I don't, I wouldn't feel strongly about laying the three and a half, but I do think that that's a big adjustment and you, you might be safer taking the Jags there than 
just three and a half with this Panthers team. If they win this week, they're in really good shape. Yes, they because are. They would, even though they're on the road the final week of the season, uh, they w- they'll be road favorites at the title. I mean, they put themselves in a good position well, I mean, at this point, right? I mean, they put themselves in a good position earlier in the year. Exactly. I, I mean, they just, they're fortunate. By the way, the entire AFC South, all with negative point differentials. Uh, even though all those teams are over 500, that division has been every bit as bad as we would have expected uh, so far this year. All right, let's go to the Rams and the Giants. Alex, I think the market's getting a little too overexcited. And we're up to six and a half on this game with the Rams. Ty- Tyrod Taylor starts for New York. If the Giants had played Taylor all last week, I think they win that game in Philadelphia on Christmas. I agree. And, you know, there's a lot of weird factors in this game. You have the Rams traveling cross-country on long rest. You have the Giants. All they had to do was take the short either bus or train ride from uh, from East Rutherford down to uh, South Philly, down the I-95. So even though it was a Monday game, it's still easy travel for the Giants. But I don't think the market is valuing Tyrod Taylor right because this open when we didn't know the quarterback at six. It did get bet down to as low as four and a half, which I think is right closer to being right. Taylor's at least three points better than Tommy DeVito at this point, at least three to me. Uh, and then you could argue even that Taylor's better than Daniel Jones. I, I would be willing to hear that case. But at six and a half that is out there, Alex, including right behind us, I think I'm just going to end up with a small piece of the Giants here and then if the Rams run me out of the building, they run me out of the building. It just feels like too many points to be passing up here with Big Blue. I think this is a close game. I do think the Rams win, but I don't think it's easy. for them. I agree with you. I, I w- would have been all over the Rams, but now that Tyra Taylor is in, that definitely steered me off of it. I think it is a big upgrade. Vinny always says defense travels, and I just don't know what to make of this Rams defense yet. I mean, they held the Saints to 22, gave up 20 to the Commanders in a game that Never should have got there. Um, lost to the Ravens, gave up 31 to them, 19 to the Browns. So they're just, their whole success this year has been built around their offense and outscoring. And Matthew Stafford has done a fantastic job. Don't want to take anything away from that and his offensive weapons. But this one, like you said, traveling across country, I think it's too many points here with this Giants team who has not given up on the year by any means. They come out tough every single game. Um, four and one ATS in their last five. So I would only play the Giants here taking the points. It's going to be fascinating to see from the Rams' perspective. Again, the people have been betting them in the futures market all week long to win the Super Bowl. And quite frankly, if they're in the playoffs, they're a scary team. Absolutely. I, I think they're, if you look at the NFC, and I know they're, the, the Lions, the Eagles, and the Cowboys all are with 11 wins right now. And the Niners, yes, are with 11 wins. But The Niners are clearly head and shoulders above everyone else in the conference. The Rams are the one team that I think can really be the fly in the ointment here. And I know that's not a hot take, especially after seeing how they've been playing and how the market has played them in the, in Super Bowl markets. They just have to get there. And we went through, I went through this with you before the show. This is not an easy path here for the Rams where yes, they're favored today, but if the Eagles and the Niners both win today, San Francisco has to win next week to make sure they get the one seed. And who do they play? Oh, and the games in Santa Clara, the Rams. That's good. They're going to be over a touchdown favorite in that game at home against the Rams. 
you need help at that point if you're if you're LA. You need either Seattle to lose once, where they're we'll get to that game against Pittsburgh later. They're favored in that game. They're gonna be favored next week in Arizona. Or you need one of the winner of tonight's uh, Green Bay and Minnesota game to win, which Green Bay hosts Chicago. If Green Bay wins is the shortest of road underdogs tonight and beats Chicago, Green Bay's in. They've been left for dead, but they would be in on a three-game winning streak then the year. And then Minnesota, Detroit could have nothing to play for next week. Right. So the, they could sit their guys and Minnesota could sneak in. I Look, if I'm NFC teams, I want the Rams the heck out of there. I really would. So it's not as clear cut that the Rams are definitely getting in here, even with splitting these last two games. Well, that's another point you just made for this game here today. I mean, the Rams have the Niners on deck next. So I don't know if we say there's a look ahead spot in the NFL, but we know that rivalry and we know that that's a big game for them coming up. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to be willing to go that far. Like you just have to beat who's in front of you at this point. Because if the Rams lose today, the Rams are, I I don't want to call them toast, but they are, fighting a huge uphill battle at that point to get in if they're if it's nine and eight all right philly and arizona the battle of the birds up next by the way we're still in the early slate because there's eight bajillion early slate games today 12 and a half on philadelphia total 48 alex i uh it did touch 13 for about 10 minutes this morning still too much the eagles are not capable of beating anyone large right now just the way they're playing they're not playing well, I know they won on Christmas, but they were fortunate to get out of there with a win against a giant team that's really not any good. It's just a matter of will the Arizona defense be able to hold up long enough in order to keep you in this game at 12 and a half. This actually might not be a bad in-game scenario. Right. Where if you get a big bloated number on Arizona at some point, I would come back with it. And if it loses, so be it. Uh, I, I don't think the Eagles are capable of beating anyone by three touchdowns. So maybe look for a big bloated number in the 20s on Arizona and come back with that in game. That's probably the way I would play it. So I do need to make a decision here, probably on our next break, if I'm jumping in on the Cardinals here. But I did tease the Eagles down to four and a half. We talked about that. I am a little concerned with Kyler Murray. He did practice yesterday, but he was out for two days with an illness. We've kind of seen that go through the league, and it hasn't been great for the guys that have actually come out and played on the Sunday. But you're right. I mean, the Cardinals, they they play tough, and the Eagles should not be double-digit favorites right now with how they have been playing. I do think that they've been on prime time a lot this year, so we've kind of seen their struggles firsthand and maybe overreacted a little. So this could be a get-right game for the Eagles, but 12.5 is a lot of points with the dog. On the points. You want more points? <laughs> How about Washington and, and the Niners up next? Niners are 14. Not enough. Not enough. <laughs> I, I didn't even have to ask you. Go ahead. Why not enough? Well, Sam Howell, he played, he started the year so good. And the last few games, he has just not done anything impressive. If it was um, Heineke. No. Well, Brissett. Brissett. So, so Thank you. I'm just, like, just wrong be, backup. So, so just real quick on, on this real quick, because some people will be like, wait a second, wasn't Brissett named a starter earlier this week? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Hamstring injury. He's officially out today. So Hal, the week he got benched, is right back in there as QB1. And uh, Jake Fromm is the backup tonight uh, for the uh, for the commanders. Uh, 
again, so 14 with Hal, Alex, uh, you can keep going. I just wanted to refresh everyone on that. Well, I mean, we were, we talked about him early in the season. He started great, but now his touchdown to interception ratio is 19 to 17, eight interceptions in his last five games and just two touchdown passes. That's what you have to work with on the Washington side, as well as their defense, who we know has just fallen apart down in the stretch. I didn't do anything, though. I didn't lay the points yet. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm in the camp here for two things. Okay. I think you can bet this game over. You can bet this game over because Sam Howe might score your points both ways. Might. Yep. I also, I know it's ridiculous. Chris, uh, by the way, when he was in here on Friday with the good old diminishing returns line, 18 was the number he made this okay. on his power rating. Obviously couldn't come out with that. Right. It's way off from the market, but power ratings came stronger than even the 14 that's out there right now. That might have been enough. I might have taken that. So <laughs> I, Sanford, I know it's a short week. I know it's cross country travel, but this is such a horrible mismatch. And Washington with Howell. Now, the last two games, Washington lost by two last week to the Jets and eight to the Rams. When Howe was in the game, they didn't look like an NFL offense in either of those games. All their scoring was when Jacoby Brissett came into the yes. game. If Brissett plays and if, if Brissett were to play and were healthy in this game, I wouldn't touch this. I probably would actually be very more. I, I would probably actually bet heavier on the over. Yes. Because Washington, I would think, be able to move the ball at least a little bit. And the Niners are going to be in the 30s. The Niners are scoring at least 35 in this game. I feel pretty good on it. Well, that's their team total. Yeah. I, 30 and a half or yeah, 31. Yeah, I think they're scoring 35. I like if you can get a re, if you can get a 30 and a half, I think I would go over that yeah. actually. Uh on a Niner team total. But Alex, I two, that's a lot of points. But I wouldn't take the dog. I can tell you that right now with 14 on this. And Kyle Shanahan, he's going back to Washington. That's where he started, was named offensive coordinator. And they're coming off a brutal loss to the Ravens, so they might want to make a statement here in this one. Hey, we finally made it through the morning games. Let's go to the later games. Sean's Pittsburgh Steelers on the road at Seattle today. Up to four on this one. 41 to total. Seahawks the favorite. I think this is a very complicated game. Very complicated. Because the Seahawks, I mean, they were one non-touchdown drive away in two games from being totally done here. Very easily could be six and nine right now. Fortunate to come back and have that 92-yard drive with Locke against Philadelphia, and then they did basically the same thing with Gino last week, the Tennessee 85-yard drive for the win in Nashville. Pittsburgh, I have no idea what they are. We're in week 17. I have no clue. I think they're bad. But they're here at eight and seven, and if they win out, they're going to have a real shot to make the playoffs. Number feels right. I thought three and a half was probably better. It'd probably be a take on the dog here at four if you made me bet it, but I, I don't know what to do with this, Alex. I think you just summed it up perfect. I mean, the Seahawks, they haven't really put together a complete game this season, had a lot of luck go their way. Um, but then I think I have to fade Mason Rudolph on the road. His, okay. his first back-to-back wins and now he goes to Seattle which is not an easy place to play so with his numbers last week 290 yards two touchdowns no turnovers great game for Mason Rudolph Gino looked rusty in that game against Tennessee and he basically put up the same stats 227 yards two touchdowns no INTs so I'm gonna go with Gino Smith here at home and getting it done I laid the three and a half with Seattle let's take a break 
When we get back, our guy Vinny Maliul on his laptop for one last time in 2023. We only got a few games left on the card to look at anyway. We'll get what's going on behind the book next. Sports by the book here at South Point Studio. South Point is also proud to provide a variety of relaxing amenities for the guests who want to be pampered. Soak up the sun and let your stress melt away in our lagoon-style paradise swimming pool. A relaxing getaway where you can bask in the desert sun and enjoy seasonal food and bar service poolside. And if you really want to escape, come to Spa Costa del Sur. From couple suites to a co-ed wet area, our spa caters to business and leisure travelers who want to unwind and elevate their senses. A visit to one of our spa's steam, sauna, or whirlpool treatment rooms will leave any guest feeling like they can take on the world. Our gaming amenities include over 60 table games and over 2,600 of the most popular slot and video poker machines. We have penny slots, including the popular Buffalo games and real machines like Wheel of Fortune, Triple Sevens, and Megabucks. If you prefer video poker, try Deuces Wild, Double Double Bonus, or a variety of multi-denomination games. Or try your hand at one of the most popular casino table games in the world, Blackjack. Don't let the game intimidate you. Blackjack, also known as 21, is both easy and fun. And our dealers are always happy to assist. And the best part, Blackjack always pays three to two. Next, check out the roulette tables. Roulette is one of the easiest casino games to learn and so much fun to play. It's a favorite of both beginners and seasoned players. In addition to Blackjack and Roulette, our casino pit features over 60 popular table games like Baccarat, Pie Gow Poker, Three Card Poker, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Mississippi Stud. So get out of your room and come join in the fun. Welcome back in. It's Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Alex White is here and now joining us. A busy man who inevitably will get hugged by thousands today across the board. That's Our right. guy, Vinny Maliulo, is here. Well, Jeff, Alex, Happy New Year to you, all, everybody. Everybody here at South Point, all of our locals and visitors. And um, we've got a, a, a dilemma in the back, you know. Uh oh, that's what, what he got. Well, and you both have been back there. Uh, we've got nine, I'm sorry, ten early games today. Ten, ten o'clocks. How are we going to accommodate TCM in the viewing back there? So, what is what is what is the game that you're probably going to eliminate? Because uh, we have so we have seven well, in here for be, what it's worth. Being that the Bills are up to fifteen, um, Ooh. I, yeah. Ooh, that's I. So, if I had one to eliminate <clears throat> today, if that was the option, uh huh, I would just give it to Jacksonville, Carolina. Well, I know it's a tight game. I know it's a game with a lot of movement. Well, and it's actually, gone back and forth between you know. Four and three and a yeah, half. Yeah, and so yeah, you may you not know. want to watch that game you if know. it lands. Although the Bills, you know, and I was just with with Chris Andrews, uh, director here at South Point, and the Bills, the Bills, the Rams, the Niners, and the Chiefs, all the big the big favorites, are in a lot of parlays. Not just, by the way, not just public parlays. I mean, these are pro parlays as well. Um, and not just money line parlays. Wow. P points. Again, look, the Bills just 
Bills just went to to 15, and that's a accumulation. So typically, you know, a lot of times in in, in the old days, I'll, I'll call it early in in our career. Yes, Jeff, before your time, um, huh. you said you, it. you would not move numbers on parlays, but some, you know, um, now, uh, particularly with respected opinions, um, sometimes you have to look at that and, and take it into consideration, especially in the case of the Chiefs, uh, trying to get ahead of what's going to be an accumulation going to, even though that's an afternoon game. So kind of things rolling, rolling over to it, but. Nonetheless, uh, we'll solve the TCM thing. Might have to have it on my phone, <laughs> and uh, and get a uh, an affair to remember uh, with Cary Grant and uh, Deborah Kerr this afternoon. You like that one, don't you, Jeff? I I didn't expect the Cary Grant mention today on the show. Uh, so good job, Thank very you. good job. Thank you. There you no. go. Tradition right. reigns so supreme. So we didn't. Sean pointed out correctly, and and this is what had this happens every once in a while. I I mess up where I am on my screen, but I want to get back to Tampa New Orleans because that's been a, a a toggler this week as well. Yeah, uh, you're in Tampa two and a half. It was three earlier in the yeah. week. Yeah, uh, forty two and a half on this one. You know, Vinny, this is this is uh, Tampa wins today. They this is a clincher. They clinch. They clinch. They yeah, win today. They, they clinch. They sweep the Saints uh, and and clinch. Um. Yeah, by the way, this is uh, one of three togglers. Uh, you, you've, we've got, we don't need a, a Ravens by three against the Dolphins. We don't need the Bears by three against the Falcons. And uh, certainly uh, don't need the uh, the Buccaneers uh, by three uh, against the Saints. I'm going to set the over-under of those one of those games landing three and a half. Juice on the over. Yeah, you, yeah. you, yeah. you, you enjoy that, don't yeah. you? With a, <laughs> with a smile, you say it, too. Yeah, that's it. Might as well just... Send twenty three out when in on a on a on a high note. That a boy. That's no, no, well, and then and then you had, isn't there one toggling with yeah Pittsburgh and and then you get a you get well, Seattle that's, by Seattle it, by four. And yeah, yeah, that, day, perfect. Eddie. You'll love that, don't you? Yeah, the ties <laughs> win uh, ties win parlay card. That's all right. Listen, like I said, it's every day is Christmas here at the South Point. Why not? Well, if two of those dogs that are getting three win outright and one of them lands on three, that'll be pretty good for the book yeah right? listen you know i mean we kid around about it. i mean it, it's a fact but uh look the thing about it is uh, if you're worried about it uh then then don't book it and get out of there go do something else Vinny, right uh, Vinny, good, the, uh, good the property will be standing tomorrow we'll be we'll be well fine. it well if it, it would be it would be the uh, fault of the, the people playing dice i will wasn't uh, anyway. i will say this the uh, the lights will be on yeah okay so no matter what here at saw point by the way, just just uh, just throwing this out there. Yeah. If you're if you're at the tables tonight, tip your dealers. Oh, always. Tip your dealers. Take care tonight. of the dealers. Tip your dealers. You have tonight. to take care of the yeah, dealers. Yeah. I mean, especially on a night like this. Listen, okay. dealers, valet parkers, yeah. uh, waiters, waitress, every you know, all service uh, service folks. Hundred uh, percent. I mean, you rely on uh, rely on tips. You know, I mean, when I was when I was dealing, it was. Minimum wage, which was what uh, thirty nine cents, Vinny. Like, hey, take it easy now. Let's <laughs> let's go. You know what? We did have color TV too back then. You know, uh, you, know you know, I came here early. I didn't come that early in a, in a covered wagon. I'll take it. Uh, you know, you weren't on the Oregon Trail. So, no, I was not. No, no, I booked Oregon uh, on my on my trails. Ah, there we go. I see, I see. I see. I knew you'd find a way yeah. to spin that correctly there. Um, but, uh, no, a great, a great morning again. And, and you look, and as, uh, we were talking earlier, 
uh, in the week on on uh, Football Friday with Chris, and then yesterday, uh, uh, the three of us, every you know, teams playing at the same time that have you know that have impact impact each other's positioning or standings or making the playoffs or not. Um, again, years ago, it was a situation where. We had to learn a, a painful lesson. You know, we'd, we'd leave the, the, the afternoon games up, uh, and all of a sudden you'd see these games flying and, and things like that. We don't, you know, eventually just very quickly say, hey, listen, you have to take the afternoon games off because what happens in the morning impacts those. You know, so looking ahead to week 18, yeah. since you bring that up, yeah. you know, it's, so it's a, it's a little different now because you'll have the two Saturday games, which right. I feel fairly confident that Miami and Buffalo is going to be one of those Saturday games. Uh, just because they could still flex too. Well, right? so, 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 next, yeah, next so week, ESPN right? yeah. has two Saturday games yeah. where they're both supposed to have playoff right. implications. Mm-hmm. Last year they had the AFC South title game and they randomly had the Chiefs here in Vegas. The clinch the one seed. And then, of course, you have Sunday night. So there's going to be three primetime games. Yeah. All those will have playoff implications. The one thing the league, and again, the league did a horrible job today with the way they split these games up, that there's 10 in the early instead of even just nine. So Vinny and Chris could have all the TVs functional back there. Man. Uh, Man. But, but next week, and you bring that up, they do do a better job of basically saying, all right, those 10 a.m. games out here, Mm-hmm. They're either going to be the meaningless East Coast games, or they're going to put the same division at the same time to basically play it out as, "Hey, we know the results going to the late window, so you don't have to do what you just said." Well, yeah. Well, although the East Coast, right? I mean, the Eagles they can't clinch today. They Correct. can't because Correct. of what happened in Dallas last right. night. So uh, unless they, you know, they move both. Uh, uh, they'll, they'll, so, they'll either both be at one East or one, four twenty-five. Uh, yeah. yeah. So. Um, but but all that all that said, um, you know today is going to have certainly uh, sort things out. I think what is it that uh, only what uh, mathematically I think there's only eight teams eliminated, and and that's that's good for the league, and I, it's 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 good for business, you know. So, um, you know we've got uh, we've got a lot going, a lot of quarterback issues, uh, a lot of quarterback situations going on, like I mentioned. Um, you know the Bills game is up to fifteen. Uh, Texans uh, getting some money this morning now, uh, up to five. Uh, obviously, C.J. Stroud comes back, and Levis is going to play for for the Titans. Uh, but uh, the Texans up to five. The um, Raiders uh, Colts game is a pretty good two way at, at three and a half. Jags down to three and a half. You know, Bethard gets in, and uh, some pretty uh, uh, interesting support. For the uh, the Carolina Panthers, who have not won a road game yet this year, so um, that's an interesting one there. Rams again getting support uh, six and a half. I I don't know if we'll if we'll quite get to seven. If it does get to seven, then I think that's obviously going to be a take. Not so sure though, uh, being we've only got about fifteen minutes. But again, it only it takes it could one take big bet, one right? bet. That's it. You know, Niners through fourteen up to. Uh, up to 14 and a half and uh wouldn't shock me if you know we see we see 15 uh on the uh on the Niners and I know there's some uh, 15s out there out of state uh for sure so yeah you in Nevada it looks like you guys are one of two 14 and a half so yeah mm-hmm. so uh, yeah I want to get the Kansas City and Cincy before yeah. we let you get back because that is another 
We're at seven. We went you're to seven. seven. Yeah. I mean, you had eight earlier in the week. Yeah. There was even six and a half for a little bit as well. Took the Bengals early, yeah. but uh, now uh, uh, all Chiefs, as I mentioned, the Chiefs, uh, one of those uh, four uh, pretty good favorites that are in uh, every teaser for sure. And uh, uh, lots of parlays uh, on the uh, on the Chiefs today. Is this the week? Is this the week the Chiefs? Figure it out. And turn we it we might be we might be dead by the time we wait for this team to put it together in 2023. Well, the, offensively, you mean? Yeah, well, I mean, defensively, defense has well, carried I mean, them really totally when you think about it. Yeah, exactly. By all yeah. metrics, sure. this is the best defense they've had in yes. the homes have. Yes, and their offense is horrible. Yeah, especially by their standards. It's, yeah, it's beyond that. absolutely nothing uh, out of the uh, out of the. Uh, Running back position when you when you think about it. And well, Pacheco's he, been fine, but not not in the last couple of weeks. Well, he's been hurt. I mean, yeah. but he, but yeah. he came back last week. I mean, I mean what what they had less than uh, I don't think they had seventy five yards rushing uh, uh, against against the Raiders, right? So um, they're not getting anything. Uh, certainly, the wide receiver position has been inconsistent. It's been their Achilles all season. So um, and then uh, you know what's interesting too, the Vikings. This so just a primetime game, right? The Packers and Vikings. Yeah. Um, Vikings open two, went down to pick, and now back uh, uh, Vikings one. So uh, Vikings money uh, did show uh, last night, yesterday and uh, and last night. And, again, who knows what's going to happen with uh, the Chargers and uh, the Broncos. Uh, that game's all the way down to three and a half. Lots of uh, support for the Chargers. As we, uh, Alex and I kind of figured out before the show, the winner of the North game tonight is actually in pretty – good playoff shape even though they would technically be on the outside looking in going into the final week but the way that the tie breaks break mm, down yeah if green bay especially if it's green bay winning tonight if the packers win tonight mm -hmm. and then beat chicago green bay will be favored at home next week against the bears mm -hmm. the rams are going to be what nine and a half ten at san francisco with the niners playing their old all their guys because the Niners would be in right. a tie with Philadelphia mm. needing to win they need to hold to, on to the one the seed. The one seed, yeah. So that's almost if, if Green Bay wins tonight, I'd almost give Green Bay the advantage to make the postseason at that point over the Rams. Niners, Rams next week. Yeah, it could it, it'd probably be double digits. Even ten, right? The Rams, I mean, you add, uh, add home field, yeah, 10 Probably start at ten. They might be maybe even north of that. And that's uh, not you know, an indictment of the Rams. That just shows how good San no. Francisco is. But again, San Francisco, by the way, you know some injuries for them too. Yeah. Uh, more so, uh, you know, they had that that three game losing streak where they had some critical issues, uh, particularly Debo Samuel, and they went zero and three. Um, but now they've got some uh, some you know line injuries and and defensive injuries too. So. Uh, looking for them to get healthy, and the Rams. Look at Rams are, are playing great. They've played terrific. They've only had one loss, I think, since their bye. Alex, you know, so playing very good. Now going to New York to take on Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor, who's uh, <laughs> an upgrade. Uh, from, definitely, uh, you know, Might, forget upgrade. He's the best quarterback on the roster, even when Jones is healthy. Yeah, I think point. so. I think so. Yeah, for sure. But the line moved that way, and now it's moved right back up. Rams minus six, minus six and a half. Mm -hmm. So. I, I would, yeah. I think there's 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 a lot more support this morning for the Rams, at least here, uh, from what we're seeing, and uh, definitely a belief in uh, in that in that offense in particular. And 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 listen, 
You know, the defense is not just about Aaron Donald anymore. They've got they've got some. That defense has held up a lot better yeah, than I would have expected. I, I this think year. that's been one of the uh, one of the surprise. The Rams are a bit a bit of a surprise. I think, uh, uh, you know, they didn't make the playoffs a year ago, um, but they were bad. They, and they were they yeah. looked like on the downward trend. You know, maybe a seller and everything, but and again, kind of so so early in the season. But again, since the bye, I think they've they've only lost one game, and it was that game with the crazy finish. In in Baltimore, they very easily could have won that very game. Very easily, you know. So all, all all I will say before we we let you go back to work, yeah. Tim, the, with the Rams, mm-hmm. you have a Hall of Fame quarterback, yes, and you have a coach that if he coaches long enough could also go to camp. Uh, so yeah, I, again, I think we all we all overreacted to last year where Matthew Stafford mm-hmm. barely played mm-hmm. because of injury. Now that Stafford hasn't missed a game this year. Or excuse me, has missed one game. Right. The loss to Green Bay, mm-hmm. um, which, by the way, could end up keeping them out of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, they're they're not the team two years ago, obviously, but they're still. Hey, no one wants to see them. I will tell you this: maybe the best, maybe the best scouting uh, staff in in football. Don't forget when they when they put that Super Bowl team together. They had a lot of draft picks, and they made trades, and they got rid of a lot of draft picks. Yep. But when you look at, I got to tell you, the Rams—they're the masters of the four, five, and six-round picks. <laughs> I mean, they are. They are, Who and that's a credit. It? Yeah, that's a credit to their. Uh, uh, I think the running back too. Uh, Kyron Williams. Kyron, yeah, they're both uh, fifth-round picks, awesome. right? Yeah. Yep. And so uh, you know, there's there's a lot to be a uh, lot to be learned from uh, from that coaching staff and uh, that scouting uh, room. Vinny, happy New Year! Happy New, happy year, New year to everybody we'll, out there. Thanks for everybody uh, we'll, we'll for see, following we'll, us. We'll see you tomorrow morning. We'll do it. Yes, we'll see Ooh, you in a little big while. Day tomorrow as we too. Say. See you tomorrow morning. All right, college football playoff. Our Back to work. Show tomorrow, Vinny Maliulo, everybody. All right. Before we get to the final two games, that you just get our two thoughts here, Alex, or final three games, I should say. Um, we do have special programming tomorrow, eight thirty to nine thirty Pacific time. Previewing all the bowl games, college football playoff semifinals as well. Uh, 8.30 to 9.30 tomorrow. Little gap between us and Race Day Las Vegas. Ralph will be here tomorrow on New Year's Day at 8 a.m. Early wake-up call for our guy Sean tomorrow as well. All right. <laughs> Kansas City and Cincinnati up to seven behind us. I have nothing here. I just I, – I, I can't do anything with Kansas City until they show me they aren't a mediocre football team, which is what they've been now for – all but maybe two weeks this season, three weeks. They're nine and six because they just found a way because of their defense. That offense is awful right now. I completely agree. I think it would have been um, a take at the six and a half with the Chiefs. Lay the six okay. and a half because you, I mean, feels like buying a little low on them. But on the other side, I mean, Jake Browning has been great for Cincinnati. He had one bad game. So I could also see the Bengals coming in and finding a way to win this game. So nothing for me. Just yet, I do agree. I saw 44 earlier in the week. I was thinking about that over, but now that it's at 45, I, I'll probably stay off of that as well. Chargers and Broncos. Jared Stidham, welcome to the party. Second straight year, Stidham is starting a Week 17 game. Remember last year, Stidham went punch for punch with Brock Purdy and the Niners in that wild game here in Vegas that the Niners won in overtime. Now, uh... Different set of circumstances. Denver's still in the mix. They went out. They have a chance to make the postseason. Russell Wilson, of course, 
benched this week. A lot of reasons for that swirling around. I think the easiest reason for that is that Sean Payton clearly could not stand him and could not stand his play. And this was finally the moment after losing on Christmas Eve to New England that they could say, all right, it's not totally egregious that we're doing this. Uh, by the way, I have no problem with the move from a football perspective. I know people have gone nuts with that. Russell Wilson has been terrible the last month. Been awful the last month. So I have no problem with that. Um, Easton Stick for the Chargers. Long rest. I think this is the classic case of the team having a letdown after having a big effort the week before. I know the Chargers lost, but they were huge underdogs. Had a real shot to upset Buffalo last week. I think they... They fired everything they had into that game, and now I think they're going to get walloped. I like the Broncos. There's still some three out there. I'm okay with laying a little extra juice on that three, even though it's not the best of it. I think the Broncos roll today. Jarrett Stidham gets the win, and they get the 500. Easton Stick versus Jarrett Stidham. I can't believe we're saying that in this matchup, but I'm I'm with you. I think the Broncos get it done. They are at home. The Chargers looked good, took care um took uh, advantage of the mm-hmm. situation with the Bills traveling across the country, but I think this is the Broncos game. But, yeah, you've had a little inside with Denver here and had an idea that we'd see Stidham eventually in this season. Um, I thought he did good last year for the Raiders, so you think this is um, not a big drop-off? Between I, think it's less of a, I think it's less of a drop-off than people think. That's, that's all I'll say. I think it's it, it is a drop, not okay. a big drop, but it, it's it's an, to me it's a one and a half, one one and a half. That's what I think. The market didn't treat it as that at first, obviously with it all the way down to three, three and a half. But I, I think it's closer to one, one and a half on this game. And Chargers were still missing all the pieces, ah, Char- right? Chargers are Allen at this point. Palmer. There's maybe three teams in the NFL that are worse than the Chargers in their current fashion with all those pieces. Out. All right, Sunday Night Football. Vikings are one. I like the Packers. Uh, Jaron Hall is starting. I have no idea what we're getting out of him, but for me, I just think the Packers are better. And I know that defense was awful last week, and they very easily could have lost that game to Carolina. And they're coming off that horrible defensive performance against Tampa the week before that. But I, 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 Minnesota's just finding ways to lose this year. It's the complete opposite of what we saw a year ago, where they found a ways to win every single game. And now this year, they're just finding ways to lose close games. I think Green Bay wins a one-score game here. And the Packers are on the outside looking in technically going to Week 18, but would be in the driver's seat as a favorite against Chicago with the Rams being a dog against the Niners Week 18. I don't mind that at all. I didn't know what to do with this game with Jaron Hall. And the fact that um, Hawkinson is out for them, he won't have his big tight end to lean on here. But both teams have kind of been a disappointment down the stretch. The Vikings are... One and four in their last five with that one win over the Raiders, that 3-0 here down the street. And then the Packers, you know, they've lost a couple that they really should have had. So I think the line's right. It should be a pick game. So we'll see who shows up here. See how it plays out. See how it plays out. All right. That's all we got here for 2023. We're back next year. That's tomorrow. 8.30, I hate that joke so much that I just made. It shouldn't have even given me the fake laughter on that one, Sean. For, for Andrew and Sean in the back, for Alex White, I'm Jeff Parles. Thank you for watching. We appreciate it. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Be safe. Don't do anything stupid, guys. We'll see you tomorrow at 8.30 in the morning. College yeah. football playoff preview.
some good ones tomorrow in the college football landscape. We'll see you again, 8.30 tomorrow morning. Good luck on all your plays, everybody.